meet new people, buy tickets to festivals and fucking have the best time of your life. Hello, welcome back to 20-somethings podcast. Very sorry for the small hiatus I had, but to be a travel podcaster, you got to travel. So that's what I've been doing the past five and a half weeks. I just came back from Thailand, Cambodia and Vietnam and I'm currently in Adelaide for basically another week before I move interstate to Melbourne. So join me on this chaotic journey that is my life. Swanika. Hello, welcome back to 20-somethings podcast. This is going to be episode seven. And as you voted on the Instagram, we're just going to be chatting absolute shit. Um, I have no plan whatsoever for this podcast. So I'm literally just going to be talking about my recent trip to Southeast Asia. I went to Thailand, Cambodia and Vietnam, briefly uh, Malaysia, just in Kuala Lumpur. And this time I didn't travel solo. I had my dear friend Natalia with me who has never experienced hostels and she did an absolutely brilliant job, got very used to the backpacking lifestyle. However, we did break it up a little bit with some hotel rooms and some private rooms. So we got a bit of bougie in there as well. So I'll give you a bit of a rundown on our trip, but I won't delve into the itinerary too much. So we flew over to Bangkok via Kuala Lumpur and unfortunately we had quite a long layover. It was 15 hours. So we actually left the airport, checked into a hostel and had a night out in the city, which was a little bit far away, but luckily all of the Ubers or grabs over there are quite cheap. So got to experience a bit of the nightlife. We went to a beautiful rooftop bar, so ticked off Natalia's favourite thing to do on a holiday by going there. Had a lovely cocktail and then basically first thing in the morning flew from KL to Bangkok to start the Thailand trip. We had a couple weeks there and then we were initially going to go straight over to Vietnam, do north to south for two weeks and then finish with about six days in Cambodia and then fly home from Bangkok. However, we didn't get our visas in time for Vietnam So that was fun. Uh, We actually reversed our trip and did Cambodia first and then south to north for Vietnam just to give ourselves a few extra days to allow the visa to come through. However, it actually did come the day that we were supposed to be flying to Vietnam. It was just about three hours late. So if we had just stayed in Chiang Mai in Thailand for a little bit longer, we would have had the original plan as is, but just with one extra flight. Anyway, that's fine. It's all in the past. The visa wasn't too uh, much money, so not bad having to pay for that twice. However, the flight wasn't overly cheap and yeah, just meant that we had to maybe have three flights instead of one and it was a little bit annoying to do. The whole holiday was – I didn't really live up to the holiday word. It was – Go, go, go. We didn't spend longer than three nights in one place. And when we did, that was like a very full on three days, three nights. Uh, We started pretty red hot with all the parties you could ever name, uh, from the jungle to the beach to just regular streets. We started down on the islands of Thailand. So from Bangkok, we got an overnight bus, which was absolutely horrendous. I was going to say horrendful. 
just mixing up all sorts of words. Anyway, uh, so bus down to Suratani and then we got, I think, another van and then a ferry and then another van. And eventually, about 48 hours later, we were at our villa, which was lovely. Um, we booked this on Airbnb and how we found a villa so cheap. We actually booked another hotel. I think it was probably going to be about $20 each, if that. They cancelled on us and Airbnb gave us a coupon, like a voucher for 40 or 50 bucks. And so we used that to get this villa and then only had to pay $8.50 each Australian. So absolutely living. Uh, we got this villa. It was only for one night, um, but we lived it up, had our own little pool. Wasn't in the best location, but doesn't matter. Had a lovely time there in Koh Samui just for the one night. Didn't see too much. We were kind of out in the most random spot, struggled to get a grab. So walked down to the main road Um Occasionally. So from Koh Samui, we went to Copenhagen, and this was where the famous full moon party, black moon, half moon, all of the moons, uh, that's where the parties happen. So we had to be there for the full moon party, hence why we only had the one day in Koh Samui, which was a lovely smooth process getting the ferry over to Copenhagen. I think because we got there a day earlier, it was less uh, busy, but I think the day of the full moon party would have been a little bit crazy getting from nearby islands. And after Copenhagen, we went to Koh Tao. Now, that was an interesting process, getting the ferry from Copenhagen to Koh Tao. Apparently, everyone else in their right mind had the same idea. So anyway, got the got to Koh Tao, absolutely loved it. Unfortunately, only had two days there and then... Where did we go after that? I think we went to Khao Sok, I believe. Yeah, I think we went to Khao Sok. So went back to probably Saratani and then jumped on the bus, headed to Khao Sok for the floating bungalows, national park tour, all of that fun stuff. Briefly stopped in Phuket. Uh, a couple of people that I was traveling with were very sick. So I just stayed with them in the hostel, stayed at the pool, chilled out. And then the next day we flew up to Chiang Mai. Had three nights up there. And then that is where we realized our visas are not going to come in time. So we changed to uh, go to Cambodia. I think we had two hours and we just literally went straight to the airport, flew over to Siem Reap. Did Siem Reap, Koh Rong, Phnom Penh, six days in total. And then did the two-week Vietnam leg, which included Ho Chi Minh, Da Lat, Nha Trang, Da Nang, with a day trip to Hoi An, and then up to Ninh Binh and Hanoi. And then back to Bangkok for two nights, I think. Was it two nights? Yep. And then back home. So that was the itinerary of five and a half weeks in Southeast Asia. We met some absolute legends along the way. So shout out to Amber and Tyler, who we both met in Copenhagen, um, along with Sophia, Ellie and Freya. We all met them on the same night. And because Natalia and I were traveling together, we I don't think we were as social as we would have been if we were solo travelers because we did have each other. But 
on this day, it was the jungle party night. We didn't actually have tickets and this was the day before the full moon. So we were kind of saving ourselves for that one. And um, anyway, we went to the pre-party at one of the hostel beach, um, it's like, I can't remember, beach hostel party? I don't know. Anyway, we went up to a group of these three girls, which ended up being Sophia, Ellie and Freya. And yeah, just asked if we could sit down and chat with them. And we did. They were all from the south of London and lovely girls. And basically they convinced us to go to this jungle party. I wanted to go, like I knew before we even left for Southeast Asia that I wanted to go to one. I just didn't know in which like island it it would have been because they tend to announce them quite close to the date. So it was kind of hard to plan in advance, but Anyway, about an hour before, Natalia and I decided to grab tickets. They're about 45 bucks. Um, I, in that, oh, I think you got one free drink including, included in that, um, which, is, which is a little bit when you're backpacking Southeast Asia that you could live a whole day of, off uh, 45 bucks. But anyway, had a great time. Um, so through Freya, she had just been to Sri Lanka and that is where she met Amber who is from Birmingham. And so we went back to our hostel, got changed, came back to the beach and met Amber. She was an absolute legend right from the start. And then at the jungle party, she then introduced us to Tyler, who she met in Bangkok not that long before. And uh, they actually live around the corner from each other back at home, but they had never met. So there you go. From then on, we were all cute little group of uh, four. Um, we pretty much did Kotao all together, essentially. And then Khao Sok all together for a few nights. And from there, um, Amber, I believe, went down to Krabi, which looked absolutely amazing. And Pee Islands. Um, and then we went up to Phuket and Chiang Mai. So Tyler uh, was a leech and followed Natalia and I because uh, it was just so amazing, so much fun and uh, actually had plans. But <laughs> yes, so that's uh, who we were traveling with. And um, in Khao Sok somewhere, Natalia and Tyler got a bit sick. I thought I was fine. I thought I got past it. I don't know if it was ice from a cocktail. We initially thought it was like the calamari that they had. The like fried squid was a bit funny. But I was sick about 24 hours after them in Chiang Mai, which happened to be just before my birthday. So I was a little bit stressed. Um, luckily, only lasted 24 hours, but it just meant that the day that we were both, well, they were sick and then the day that I was sick, we just we didn't do a whole lot for about 48 to um, 72 hours, unfortunately. Anyway, moral of that little story is, especially when you're solo traveling, but even when you're not, even when you're with another person, go up and ask a few people if you can sit with them. I think we were very lucky. Those girls were so lovely. We also then ran into uh, Ellie and Freya in Kotao and we saw Sophia, another location. I can't remember. A lot of people ended up doing similar sort of routes around Thailand, even Cambodia, Vietnam, we run into people that we'd seen previously. But yes, the moral would just be go up, say hello, start a conversation and you just don't know where that's going to lead. And luckily for us, it meant meeting Amber and Tyler who then travelled with us for 
maybe like five days with Amber and then pretty much the next two weeks with Tyler. So we were very lucky to meet such awesome human beings and uh, have a fabulous time and just, yeah, probably more fun than we may have had together. Um, And, yeah, and then from there you just – you just meet so many more people and I think – and just doing that jungle party as well. Like we weren't initially going to do it but I actually ended up enjoying it a lot more than the full moon party personally. And, uh, yeah, it was just something different for me. Even if it was 45 bucks, like, honestly, if you got a festival ticket here in Australia for $45, it would be cheap. It would be a no-brainer. So especially when you're on holiday, like, just just treat yourself like you've saved up to have a great time. And I, I'm quite known for being a uh, cheapskate. And even on this trip, I was just constantly thinking about my money, how much I was spending I think because, you know, how, of how much I spent in Europe, I was just a little bit tentative to be handing over my cash for things that I didn't need. But on this occasion, I'm really glad I did it and um, everything else in the past, I guess. So uh, meet meet new people, buy tickets to festivals and fucking have the best time of your life. This is super random, but... If you are planning on going to Southeast Asia and wanting to take as little luggage as possible, it's definitely definitely easy to do. I took a 40 litre and that's saying something because last year in Europe I took a 70 litre and a 50 litre as my carry-on. So that was just ridiculous. Anyway, it was quite easy to do, especially because, I mean, it's mainly summer weather over there, so you don't really need the big jackets or jeans and that sort of thing however I brought a full bag of makeup I probably wore makeup three days out of like I don't know over 30 that I was there it was just way too hot way too humid you just sweat it off basically as soon as you put it on so that was just a waste of space and um, weight so if you're a girl wanting to go or a guy who wears makeup whichever uh, and you're planning a trip to I mean, a place anywhere that's really hot and sweaty, like you're just not going to wear that much makeup. Maybe bring like a, I don't know, waterproof mascara, maybe a little eyebrow pencil or something and tinted sunscreen. But that is literally all you need. All the other stuff was just such a waste of space. I thought, oh, I have all these parties, my birthday and I need makeup. But uh, nah, fuck it. Live the backpack, backpacker lifestyle, uh, full pelt. Don't bring your makeup. So as I said, this episode is going to have absolutely no order to it. I haven't planned it. It's just kind of uh, pretty random and just whatever comes to my mind. Uh, So I just want to like chat about some of the travel fails on this trip or like near misses. Um, There were quite a few. I started noting these down a few weeks ago and um, let me tell you, the list is long. So... (laughs) Literally first day, Natalia and I get to the airport in Adelaide, flying through um, to Kuala Lumpur first with that longer layover. And obviously a lot of them are normally, you know, only a few hours. Your luggage would probably go straight to the final destination. Um, perfect. However, um, luckily, I, I don't even know if the guy at the desk brought it up or we did, but um, he was like, yeah, so like your luggage will go through to Bangkok and then it just kind of took me a, a few seconds to register what he had said. And then I looked at Natalia. I was like, 
oh, wait, well, we've got 15 hours in Kuala Lumpur. We're actually staying a night. Um, so can we get that change? Luckily, he brought it up. Otherwise, we would have been checking into our accommodation with uh, just our stinky travel clothes, I guess, and uh, no toiletries. But anyway, sorted that out. We were then, I mean, Adelaide Airport, if you've ever been there, it's literally the easiest place to navigate. However, he sort of said, look, follow the yellow signs to the international. I was like, cool. No, I know what you mean. All good. But then we looked at our gate and I was like, well, our gate is not in the international section. It was very confusing. Basically, we were too early to our flight that um, they hadn't changed the domestic section of the um, airport to the international. So those gates can like be either one. They just can move like it was really confusing. They basically moved the international like doors one gate further down. So it's just like that glass door. And I didn't realize they could move that. So there you go. Um, anyway, went through international, it was all good. And then they said, we were like, oh, well, our gate's on the other side of the glass. Like it's in the domestic terminal. Anyway, they said, they'll change it. It's all good. You're in the right spot. So literally never been confused in Adelaide airport before, but uh, there you go. We were too early and it confused me. Um, the next travel fail uh, or near miss I guess well I mean this happened a few times um after Europe last year you've probably heard me say that I prefer to travel more spontaneously not make as many plans um just kind of do uh whatever you want maybe like two days before just in case you really like a place that you rock up to and then want to stay a bit longer This was a little bit harder to do on a shorter trip. We had five and a half weeks and because we wanted to fit in so much, um, we we did have to plan it in advance just so we didn't miss out on anything. And anyway, we're in Koh Tao. As I said, everyone – oh, sorry, Copenhagen. We didn't buy our ferry ticket until probably 12 hours before the ferry. And, yeah, as I said, everyone just – seemed to go to Kotao after Copenhagen and we talked about it a few days before I was like yeah we should probably get a ferry ticket and then we just went to a couple of parties we're hung over and then we're like oh shit we leave tomorrow and we don't have a ferry there was none left online we booked most of our ferries and uh, buses through like 12 like one to go I keep saying 12 go one to go Asia I think it was and we ended up having to buy them off I think they were selling at a friend's at um, Amber's Hostel and we just bought this bought them off this like random lady and uh, anyway, they were legit so that's good but uh, the lineup the next day was absolutely fucking horrendous. Next one, uh, skipping over to Vietnam, we had – we booked an overnight bus uh, with possibly the worst company you could ever book through and the problem is when you book these online, you don't actually get the name of the company like – I don't know, it comes up with something else and the pictures all look different and whatever. So I don't actually know, you know, who you're going with until you get your tickets at, you know, at the uh, ticket office the next day. Anyway, (laughs) we had a few issues showing them our email, you know, the receipt of the tickets, getting the actual physical ones. We went up to one counter, they sent us to another one, they sent us to another one and then back to the original. 
think I've literally just been talking for five minutes and not recording. So that's fun. Um, I'm literally the most rookie podcaster you've ever heard of. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing. So bear with me. I'm just going to see where that one finished and uh, fucking talk about all that shit again, I guess. Yes, so we went back to this original ticket counter with this bus company that we later found out had 1.4 stars out of five. So I don't know if I've never seen a rating that low, but fuck me, they lived up to it. (laughs) Um, Anyway, as I was saying before it stopped my recording, I had translated the message that I got on WhatsApp from their company all to Vietnamese so she could understand it. And it was possibly the worst customer service experience I've ever had. She did not want to be there. Um, Anyway, eventually we got our tickets and she just said, sit down. So we waited and waited. Uh, Meanwhile, there's buses rocking up. They are the same company. So we just popped outside every now and then, tried to find out where they were going, you know, didn't want to miss our bus. And then the lady saw us walking around. She was like, sit down, sit down. They come, they come to you. So in this time, we started looking at the the reviews and the ratings and we were like, oh shit, this is probably going to be the worst like night of our lives. <laughs> um, there were reviews like the driver is insane. He goes all over the road, never drives in a straight line, beeping continuously throughout the night, stopping over on the side of the road, picking up boxes, dropping off things filling up the um, like passageway in the bus, just like people that had things stolen. So we were pretty anxious about this upcoming trip and it, it was pretty full on right from the start. We, we got on the bus. Um, they were just so intense. They were just like yelling at us and pretty much like yanked Natalia's bag off her back when it was still bloody clipped onto her and – and I was like, I just, I walked on there. I was like, can I put my bag underneath? And because normally you you put them, you know, on the bus, but it's like outside and they lift up those, um, the side like doors and you put it uh, in a separate compartment to the bus. So I was concerned that I had to take it onto my bed because, you know, I don't, don't really want that. There's already limited room as it is. Um, anyway, so I was like, where do I put my bag? Where do I put my bag? And And anyway, one guy just ended up taking it. He basically walked down the hallway of the bus and just put it on the ground. I was like, cool, great. Uh, So I just kept my eyes on our bags as much as I could, um, but also then wanted to get some sleep, which luckily I did, but almost fell off the bloody bed. He was a maniac. I think it was the same person that this review was about. I think think it was him. Uh, The beeping was also accurate it was all throughout the night Um, meanwhile you know this this is fucking 11 30 p.m to i don't know what it was 7 a.m 8 a.m or something like who needs to beep in the middle of the night surely there's not that many people on the roads um swerving everywhere he was oh god like bunny hopping i was like does this bloke know how to drive a manual or what and also picked up random boxes. That took about half an hour loading that onto the bus. God knows what was in them. Um, nothing was stolen. However, Natalia lost her cap, which was attached to her bag. Not sure if that fell off or if it was stolen, but 
I slept with my bum bag like wrapped around me and then I hugged it. Um, yeah, it, it was an experience to say the least, but we made it. We survived and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll find out the company name and let you know because whew, I will not be riding with them again. That is for sure. Alrighty. I have found the bus company that you should not travel with in Vietnam unless, uh, I mean, I guess it was an experience. So if you want to feel like you're in a movie and you're trying to evade the police or something, then I guess go on the bus. But it's called Leon, Leon Hong, probably absolutely butchered that pronunciation. It's spelled L-I-E-N. H-U-N-G, but there's a couple like accents on those letters. So I just looked back at the reviews on a couple of different websites. The The best reviews for it are probably on one to go Asia, which is 3.6 stars. Not bad, not bad. We obviously didn't have the same bus driver there. The Google reviews, which I think we read, are 1.3 stars and there's 108 of them. They've also got a 1.7 star rating, but that was only across three voters. So, uh, yeah, maybe try maybe try and avoid them if you can. And um, good luck, I guess, if you get those overnight buses. Most of them are pretty good, to be honest. And I quite like the bus journeys. I don't know. They're quite fun. This one was just a little bit stressful. So, uh, yeah, good luck. So that kind of wraps up this chatting shit episode, as I like to call it. If you uh, listened to the start, you might have noticed that I spoke a different language, probably again very poorly, (laughs) but uh, that was hello in Thai and we were very obsessed with saying both Swadika and the Kokunka, which is thank you, (laughs) and that is the female way of saying it and I think the males have to end it in like cap or cab or something instead of car but uh anyway for listening and uh i'll see you in the next episode bye